Hi everybody, I'm Chris Duncan. And I'm Kat Cardenas. And this is the inaugural Backbeat Podcast. So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about music news, upcoming releases, we're going to be talking about uh, reviews, things like that. Anything that we deem worth covering, we'll throw it in here. And we're going to kick it off with our new segment. The first thing on our docket today is Lil Wayne's pseudo-retirement. So for a little bit of backstory, he, he tweeted quite a while ago that he was done, air quotes if you could see me, that he was done with music, um, referencing Birdman and his label and the controversy behind that. But now he's kind of uh, gone back on those words. Well, the thing with him is that like there's a running joke that it's hard for any rapper to retire and that none of them ever really retire. Mm-hmm. But with him, he's kind of been forced into this situation. Like, it's obvious that he doesn't want to stop making music, but he's kind of been forced to because of the feud that he's had with Birdman and with Cash Money. Yeah, I don't think he ever actually intended to mean that he was going to retire. And as you said, with rappers retiring, like, of all the rappers that have retired, only two have kind of done it successfully. Andre 3000, and he still appears on songs all the time. And Jay-Z, who really hasn't retired necessarily, but... We'll Still waiting for his response album to Lemonade. Yeah, seriously. Next up, Kanye West is coming to Austin tonight. Yeah, he's going to be performing at the Frank Irwin Center, uh, not too far away from campus here. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of people will be looking forward to his performance, not just for the music, but for the antics that might ensue. Recently, when he was in Atlanta, a fan tried to climb onto the stage, and he quickly shamed them away. And there's also a lot of controversy surrounding his fashion line, too. Which I personally don't understand. I mean, I get, okay, I get the controversy about the models that were dehydrated because that's just, that's shitty. Yeah. But as for his actual, the articles of clothing that he came out with, has anyone seen the Kardashians in those? Because honestly, they look amazing. I think they would also look amazing if they literally just wore trash bags outside, but... The point here is I mean, there was a lot worse that happened during Fashion Week than Kanye West's show. Yeah, it was it was kind of just a storm waiting to happen. And he held it on some island in New York, and he just hyped it up, and then it turned out to be kind of sad. But I feel like with th- anything he does, though, it just attracts controversy whether or not it's actually worth it. The worst part is that he always comes out after it and says about how everybody's against him which is not true because obviously there are people working with him to put this together and make it happen. Granted, it might not be a major corporation or anything like that, but there's still people there to support him. Anyway, enough about that. We're going to move on to maybe some more happy news. Uh, Aphex Twin, who released an EP earlier this year, uh, he's actually coming to Houston relatively soon. It'll be his first show in eight years. Kat, are you going? Absolutely not. (laughs) That's just not my type of music. I'm not that excited at all. Also, when the news was announced, the festival that he's performing at, they announced that this was like Houston's second moon landing, which feels like a lot. That's a lot to say Slightly for Apex Twin. Yeah. I mean, I'm an Apex Twin fan, but he's he's good live, but I certainly wouldn't justify buying an entire festival pass just to see him. But there are other people. I can't remember off the top of my head right now who else is going to the festival, but people that I was way more excited about than Apex Yeah, some, some good EDM artists will be there for sure. Also this week, the Mercury Prize and the Polaris Prize were awarded to 
both of them to hip hop R and B artists, so that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, the Mercury Prize is an award given to British artists and uh, for their album release this year, and the Polaris Prize is given to Canadian artists. And for the Mercury Prize, Skepta won with his album Konnichiwa. He won over David Bowie and Radiohead, which you know I, they, they're both two very big names. But Skepta's album certainly wasn't bad by any means. I thought it was definitely a good listen. I think it definitely made sense because the whole point of the Mercury Prize is that it's regardless of album sales or album performance. And his album did perform really well in um, in England. Mm-hmm, definitely. And then for the Polaris Prize, Katranada's 99.9% won over uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, her revival album, and Grimes' Art Angels. Personally, I really like Grimes, but... And Carly Rae was robbed. <laughs> she absolutely wasn't, but... <laughs> All right. And finally, we have a quick track review. Uh, Danny Brown's new single for his upcoming album was released a few days ago. The single features uh, Kendrick Lamar, Absol, and Earl Sweatshirt. What are your initial impressions? I thought it was a good song. I wasn't that excited about it. I I just, it, it was okay. I, I can see why you might say that, but um, it, it was a Black Milk beat. It was kind of weird to hear his beat and Danny Brown's style kind of go into that and, you know, hear it all work out. But, uh, you know, Danny Brown was great. Uh, Kendrick did the, the hook as well as a verse, and he kind of, like, brought his own thing to the party. Absol also brought his own thing, but Earl Sweatshirt really stood out on this track for me. He was the last one of the four to uh, do anything on the song, and it was really the aggressive Earl that came out, not the the slacker, I don't like shit Earl, which it it was really good to hear that Earl again because he hasn't been around for quite a while. It was a fun song, and I did enjoy it. It just wasn't that memorable for me. And off that track review, we're going to head into our main album review of the podcast. Mac Miller released The Divine Feminine last week on Friday. And this is an album he's been ramping up to for a while. Uh, it started off as an EP, but he ended up fleshing out a lot of a lot of songs and came out with this album. And uh, to preview the album, we're going to listen to its first single, and it's called Dang, featuring Anderson Pack. How many mistakes do it take to you leave when I'm left with my hand and my face all red and the face looking at you like, wait, I know I ain't a saint if it ain't too late, well, I'm running away so fast with my heart like gold, but it break like This song was so obviously the single, the hit single of the album. It's just a really fun song, and I really enjoyed it listening to it but um i think just overall it was like a great song it was pretty simple but i really liked it yeah it's it's a fun song anderson pack definitely has a big role in it he really carries a lot of the singing and mac miller does sing every now and then which is kind of a recurring theme on the album you'll see he's the singing is supposed to make it more sensual because after all the theme is about uh, women as a whole not specifically one person and you know his love for women uh, but I, it, it was a good song, and I did see it performed live on uh, Stephen Colbert's show, and uh, it was good live as well. So I definitely think it was a great choice for the first single. Mm-hmm. 
my favorite part features Ariana Grande, who is apparently Mac Miller's new girlfriend. I had no idea, but um, it's it's a good song for Mac Miller to display his talents. You know, not only alongside a woman, but in the more the you know the slowed down songs. There are a few songs like this on the track listing, and a lot of other songs incorporate these moments for bridges, things like that. Uh, and I think it definitely benefits because of that. I there were slower songs on the album that I did enjoy, but this wasn't particularly one of them. I enjoyed Ariana Grande's contribution to it, and I think that she brought enough style and voice to the song that his part of it just kind of fell short for me he just sounded like he had woken up five minutes before and got called into the booth to record his part but that's the sensual experience of the song it wasn't sensual it was lazy yeah well i I can see how you might say that but coming from the mac miller of 2011 it's really weird to even like hear him be like somewhat respectful to women and you know like that kind of stuff so it's it's interesting to see such a quick transition in five years for an artist of you know his caliber. The final song we're going to preview for you guys is actually the last song on the album, the 10th track, and it is called God is Fair, Sexy Nasty, featuring Kendrick Lamar. I really loved this song. Like, it was a great album closer. It was fun to listen to, and I liked some of the weird vocal effects and, like, the kind of off cadence that he had throughout the song. And obviously, I really enjoyed Kendrick's contribution. It was just a great, it was a great album closer. Yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic closer. And I think it this song embodies the album very well because it has a lot of, you know, different, the, the, the beat changes momentum at times. And Mac Miller gets to show off his talents while, you know, Kendrick also does his thing. And I, I think it really just epitomizes all that Mac Miller is about now versus what he was about five years ago. I think overall it was a really fun album to listen to. There were some slow songs that I didn't really care for just because he sounded so half asleep in them. But I think musically, the album was really cool. I enjoyed a lot of the horns and the weird effects that were going on. Lyrically, I wasn't as much of a fan just because it was way too many references to women. and Way too many pussy mentions. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, I can see that. It's, I will say Mac Miller did sing a lot on this album. And although, of course, there was autotune, who doesn't sing without autotune now, it wasn't uh, you know, extremely blatant that he was using autotune a lot which is nice because he subtly incorporated that and he is he is an okay singer which is actually kind of surprising considering he doesn't sing that much Uh, but personally i might not come back to this one uh i don't know if it's like my favorite album of the year or anything crazy like that but i can definitely see why somebody would appreciate it yeah for sure transitioning now into a more conversational topic we wanted to talk a little bit a bit about uh, you know, considering an artist's personality when you're choosing to listen to their music. This really came to my mind this week, uh, especially with Kanye West coming into town. And I'm sure he's a prime example of this, but there are a lot of people who will not listen to Kanye West music because of what he does outside of music. I get where people are coming from when they do things like that. But personally, as far as Kanye goes, I don't I don't really see the point in doing that because for me it's easy to separate that. But if it's someone 
for me the difference is is that there are people like Kanye West who can be really annoying or really aggravating out in public but still have good music depending on what your style and what your taste is but then there are people like Chris Brown that just for moral reasons you don't want to listen to their music so for you it would have to be like the person commits a crime yeah kind of so are you a fan of designer then no okay but what about not because i'm just not a fan of designer because i'm not a fan of designer yeah. well i'm not gonna go through and list names of like every single rapper that's committed a crime ever but if you did you know select artists you listen to solely based off of uh you know their personalities and what they've done in their personal life you'd be missing out on a lot of good rappers like i mean i get schoolboy q would just be off the list completely yeah. and he's a great rapper um riffraff i hate I to say hate this riffraff. but very occasionally i enjoy some of his music the guy's a total doo-doo head, but, you know, he has his moments that occasionally he shines. No, but, like, I think, I don't know. It just, it's kind of like a case-by-case basis thing because, like, NWA, I love NWA. Have they said a lot of horrible things about women? Absolutely. I I can kind of put that aside for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And it, it doesn't necessarily even apply to just rap music. I mean, there's a lot of country artists that are, controversial in the things that they do considering uh you know race i'm sure the whole confederacy thing comes up a lot in (laughs) in the in country music but it you know i I guess in the end you have to give everybody their fair shot but there i mean there are artists that i won't list like i don't like blake shelton and i always associate whenever i hear his voice i associate him with his stupid personality yeah that's true well kanye i think the problem with kanye as opposed to other artists is that so much of his personality is a part of his music and vice versa. Like it's, yeah. I get how it's hard for people to separate the two. Exactly. Yeah. It, he definitely, what he's feeling in the moment about, you know, himself and like what's going on in his life, he will reference it blatantly. He won't just incorporate it subtly. Like he's not, he's not weaving poetry all the time. Like somebody like Frank Ocean who really sings about his life, but he isn't, necessarily you know like naming people specifically but kanye west is ruthless with that kind of stuff yeah for sure well that's about it from us thank you for listening to the podcast our first one of the semester and hopefully a lot more to come thanks for listening this was the daily texan backbeat hosted by kat cardenas and chris duncan and produced by dalton cheatham check back next week for the latest in music be sure to check out our other podcast just search for the daily texan on itunes